0: I'm Brandon Urich, the CEO of Electric Royalties, uh, a young royalty company focused exclusively on the entire suite of metals, really required for the transition of clean energy uh, as the world moves towards a decarbonized global economy. Uh, We've got 18 royalties to date uh, and we have a cash flowing producing royalty, uh, our zinc royalty in the US. Uh, We've got a a heavy um, uh, weighting towards lithium. Uh, but uh, diversified really across the entire uh, clean energy metal space.
1: Brendan, thank you very much for the introduction. Nice to meet you. We haven't met before, but I'm interested to find out more about electric royalties over the next short while.
0: Thanks for having me. look forward to it.
1: So electric royalties have been around for a couple of years, um, 18 royalties already uh, in the portfolio, one of which is a paying one. Um, uh, it's on zinc, isn't it? Which is... Um, uh, I always think of it as the kind of the forgotten transition metal because it's absolutely going to be core to that complex, but it's not the most sexy, the most the, the, the flashiest, but it's, it's certainly a key metal. Um, so tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, well, zinc's, you know, it's funny, right? Zinc's a big uh, material. You know, I think annual demands around 12 million tons a year. Uh, so we are using a lot of zinc already in the world. Um, it will play a big role in terms of especially renewable energy technologies uh, when you talk about uh, wind, galvanizing that steel, that's a very big component. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, it, it is. It's kind of like copper's unloved cousin, you know, <laughs> but I've had zinc clients in the past, uh, you know, so for every 10 investors in copper, you might have one that's interested in zinc, but the number of people out there that really understand the zinc space and and the supply side, I think the supply side on, in zinc is uh, much more worrisome than copper And I'm pretty worried about copper. Uh, You know, so it's it's definitely a a lesser known metal, but very interesting. Uh, Our royalty is on the uh, uh, Clarksville, uh, Gordonsville mines there in mid-Tennessee. It's called the Mid-Tennessee Zinc Mine. It's really a complex. Um, And it's owned by uh, Trafigura. They took it over uh, from Near Star, Star, uh, basically, uh, you know, going under a couple of years ago, not very well capitalized. So, you know, exciting to have a, a group like Trafigura coming in. Uh, but that uh, mine is actually vertically integrated with the Clarksville Smelter. Now, that's the only primary zinc producer in the U.S., uh, which is kind of crazy, you know, for, uh, for metal that is that kind of critical uh, to have only kind of one primary zinc producer in all of the U.S., uh, I think it's a little bit scary. And that's one of the more, um, I would say, you know, more well-known metals
1: uh, of the ones that we're targeting. So, uh, and, that um, mine, yeah, go ahead. So, remind me what, you, you've got a, um, it's a sliding scale royalty. And it's the zinc when the zinc price is over $1.10, you get 1.4%. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Yeah. And if it was uh, below, uh, in between $0.90 cents and $1.10, uh, it's a 1% royalty. And it doesn't pay up below $0.90. Cents, but the thing I liked about this one was they never put anything in there for inflation. Um, you know, and so it's not a contract where that, that, that price range is never going to increase. Um, and then you know, I think if you look at where uh, prices are going... Uh, they're about a buck sixty right now. You know, when we did that deal, they're already up kind of 25, 30 uh, percent. So you know, we we put it at a pretty low risk that we'd ever have any any extended periods. You know, where the royalty
1: would not be paying. And um, do you that one point four percent because it's above one dollar ten uh, per pounds of zinc? Is that is that wholly owned? Do you get one hundred percent of that one point four percent?
0: Yeah, so uh, in order to get that uh, deal done, I mean, it's a big royalty, right? The transaction size was about 17 and a half million. Um, you know, we did get another royalty as kind of part of that uh, package deal, but we had to bring in Sprott, uh royalty and streaming, uh, to basically co invest alongside of us. And so they put up uh, pretty much 100% of the cash, uh, $13.5 million uh, to close on that deal. Um, yeah. And, you know, the reason why we did that was, well, A, we didn't really have the cash. We could have probably tried to go raise the money. But we didn't want to go all in on one asset. I mean, the whole point of this is to be diversified. Uh, but we really like this. You know, it's a tier one asset in our opinion. Yeah. Um, and so to get an asset like that, you do have to play in that ballpark. Um, and so, you know, by bringing in Sprott, they ended up paying proportionally, you know, a higher uh, part of the overall cost, uh, put up 100% of the cash. So let us get a deal done as part of that. So they took uh, 75% of that deal. Uh, initially, we got 25%. Uh, but we yeah. have an option to buy back uh, and get up back up to fifty percent with them, um, and we have that option uh, basically in August of this year and August of next year. Uh, and we're paying uh, pretty much what they paid. You know, it's a ten percent markup um, what yeah. they paid last year. Uh, you know, minus the cash flow they actually received from that royalty uh, proportional for this year. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be pretty much if we pay what they paid last year. But it gives us that extra time to go raise the capital. Um, you know, in a more creative fashion and, and get that deal done. So it was creative. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've seen any other groups doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it works for us at this stage.
1: And it does that. Um, so what, what, what kind of income stream does it give you? I mean, does it cover your g Does it cover, does it give you kind of um, working capital headroom? Kind of What are you talking about in kind of annual numbers, round figure?
0: Yeah, well, we're hoping that on a 100 percent basis, uh, you know, once Traffic Gear gets over some of the COVID delays of last year and and, and prior, uh, they, they'll get up to about two and a half million bucks a year in realtor revenue back to us. Um, so, you know, we're going to be watching and seeing what Traffic Gear does as, as a group that's come in, you know, much better capitalized, um, you know, to, to kind of take over that operation. Historically, Traffic Gear is not going in and downsizing or minimizing. Um, I think when you look at the importance of that concentrate to that Clarksville smelter as well, it's kind of got a little bit more impetus uh, for them to kind of keep, you know, advancing that, developing that out. Um, at the end of the day, the smelting operations of these trading groups are 10 times more you know, than the mining side. Right. So uh, so there is that kind of strategic impetus. Um, but we're expecting to be uh, two and a half million a year uh, once they have gone back up to full production. Um, and we're expecting this will be producing for a long time to come. You know, they've had intermittent production over a 50 year period. Uh, you know, they've only ever really had five, six years of reserves ahead of them. Um, but these uh, systems, you know, uh, are very large and they've uh, just basically gone out and drilled, you know, 10 meters out, 20 meters out, whenever they need more ore. And they found it so far. And so we're, we're pretty confident that that, that trend is going to continue. Um, you know, it's not too uncommon in the mining space. Um, but yeah, no, we're excited about it. I mean, on a GNA basis, we're a royalty company, right? So our GNA is very low. Uh, you know our biggest cost is really transactional uh you know while we're doing deals our legal costs really that's the biggest cost you know if we wanted to button down the hatches we could you know 50 percent of that royalty would cover our dna uh, you know because we're very very lean right now
1: i noticed i noticed it's, um you know the, in terms of your team structure it's many advisors and just i think three employees you know the cFO the company secretary and you
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we have some uh, back office. We have uh, uh, a very good technical guy, David Gaunt, um, who I work probably the closest with, uh, you know, on our, our due diligence and, and assessing, you know, the various projects. Um, I'm an analyst background. I'm not a geologist. Is uh, he so an analyst yeah, as well? Pardon me?
1: Is, is David an ex-analyst? Uh
0: no 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 he's but he's a geologist he's done uh, due diligence uh, on assets for I don't know how many years but a long a long time probably twenty years uh and so he's he actually models out the resources you know pulls them into a database um you know we, we do a pretty uh, deep dive on on due diligence uh that that might <laughs> might surprise a few people but we are very careful and and uh, definitely take our time but we're a very small team yeah.
1: I saw, I saw um, on the restated uh, technical report, uh, one of the engineers who worked on it was uh, Martin Raffield. Um,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. He did our, uh, our technical DDA alongside Sprott. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, he did a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a pretty solid engineer, isn't he? I'm, I've seen his work before. Uh, in fact, I've worked with him. Um, he's, a, he's an impressive guy. Um, <clears throat> good. So um, the, of the two and a half million, you'll, you get a, qu- a quarter of that Um, for, until you, if you decide to, uh, execute our option option
0: that it's increased back to 50%. Yeah.
1: And is it more likely that that would be in the future? That would be next August rather than this August?
0: Well, uh, we are, we're looking at it, you know, I mean, the, the cool thing is we have some optionality to it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to wait and see up until the last couple of months. I think zinc prices are definitely a positive in that direction. Um, you know, it will be interesting really to see where traffic era goes with it, Uh, you know, because Nearstar had basically no money. I mean, they went bankrupt, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, So this this operation, you know, it probably was a little bit underloved in terms of capital investment, uh, definitely on the expiration side. Um, And so, yeah, I think it'll be exciting to see what happens over the next few months uh, before we make that uh, decision. But it'll be ultimately where we're we're at. I mean, we do have that option that we can do that next year. Um, So if it's a creative for us to go do it, um, you know, based on our valuation. Yeah, I can see us doing it this year, but we've got a few months to uh, sort it out. So we'll, when, we'll when, you, when,
1: you, when you say sort it out, is that because you need to have better understanding of the the resources and the mine life ahead of it? Is it is, I, I don't know anything about the assets. So is it yeah. at, the, at the point where it needs capital to ensure that it continues to um, thrive and survive?
0: Yeah, well, it's going to need a little bit of capital. Uh, I think, uh, there's some boons to that, like um, Nearstar's operations in Europe that they had. Uh, several of those have been shut down due to you know, energy um, issues and, and such. And so you know th- these are really kind of a, <laughs> probably one of the better pieces of that operation now that they have it, uh, over a traffic era. So yeah, part of it is just waiting to see what traffic era does. Part of it is the fact is we have that option value. We don't have to make a decision today. Um, And so we're just going to keep, you know, taking all the inputs we can from, uh, you know, traffic gear, investing in the project, moving it forward, um, any announcements that they make on that front, um, but also, you know, seeing continually where prices go over the next few months, uh, just taking that in uh, because we have that uh, ability to, you know, wait and see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Good. Um, Now you've done 17 other royalty deals. Now I'm not going to be able to get my head around all of them, but could you... Perhaps just kind of give me a couple of salient ones, which things which kind of stand out to you, which you think are kind of um, real potential drivers of your equity value.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, the graphmata Mata royalty that we uh, picked up last year, via Vox Royalties, um, I think that one is going to be interesting to watch this year. Uh, you know, they're, they were in production for 30 months continuously, right before uh, COVID restrictions in the country of Madagascar shut them down. And, you know, they're one of two ASX groups last I checked, Actually capable of producing graphite, you know that's the funny thing. A lot of these metals, there's a lot of groups out there, very few that actually capable of production. And uh, they did uh, 30 months. They had all of their product qualified with off takers. Uh, none of it was sent back. They've been doing some extra testing on that, but that's a big step. Um, you know, if you think about the copper space, for example, uh, those concentrates, you know, are pretty saleable, right? There's not, uh, um, you know, there there are a couple of things you got to have to look out for, but. You know, in the graphite space, you kind of do have to go through that period of thirty months. You know, send all your product out, make sure it fits their specific requirements, and then you ultimately have long term buyers. And so they've done that, um, and they're planning. Uh, they announced about a month and a half ago, uh, two months ago now, that they plan to bring that back on production this year. Um, and they've been working on upgrading the resources, uh, doing a scope and study on the an expanded case. Uh, And if you haven't looked at too many of these, it's it's pretty cool. Um, You know, for a very modest capex, you can usually double the production capacity. And so that's what these guys are looking to do uh, this year. Now, they're going to need a little bit of money, uh, you know, and and, uh, they're going to need some of the (laughs) uh, storms and stuff in Madagascar to die down for sure. But, um, you know, they're planning to bring that back into production this year. I think they've got a very good shot at doing it. And we'd be looking at about uh, one million U.S., uh, thereabouts, in rural revenue back to us. On an annual basis, uh, once that gets into production, so that between that one and our, our Middle Tennessee zinc royalty, then we are kind of cash flow positive. You know, which is uh, uh, a milestone that I don't think too many groups out there would hit. Um, you know, beyond that one, we have our OCHE lithium royalty.
1: Uh, can we just can we just can we just go back to Madagascar?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. What's what's the what's the government doing in terms of um, export licenses? Because I've got a um, I've got a bunch of scars on my back from Madagascar, um, and I just uh, every time I hear the word Madagascar, it kind of sends shivers down my spine. Um, yeah, well,
0: look, it's uh, it's outside of our our kind of usual target jurisdiction, right? We are trying to pick those deposits: North America, Europe, Australia. That could be that domestic source of supply. Now, when you look at each of these metals, or each I uh, have kind of space uh, places that are kind of special, right? Um, you know, yeah. you think about tin, you think Tasmania you know, up there in the UK, um, you know, Nickel, Indonesia, uh, Cobalt, you know, the DRC, but Madagascar seems to be a a pretty special place for graphite. um, And there's been a lot of capital going into that. Uh, You know, if you look at Mick Davis, um, you know, his uh, his Blue Vision, uh, they they made a big investment there, um, you know, over the last kind of 18 months. Uh, But yeah, I mean, the graphite there is is very high quality. It meets the, um, you know, the flake distribution and and size that uh, groups are looking for. And so, yeah, it's just kind of one of those uh, special places. I haven't heard anything, quite frankly, about uh, export controls hindering, um, you know, any of the graphite producers there or, or, you know, developers yet. Um, So I'm not too sure about that front, but, you know, it it does seem to be uh, kind of turning a corner, I would say, in terms of, um, you know, investment and and investment specifically into their graphite sector.
1: And um, the the shutdown, was it covid related or was it the project COVID related yeah
0: so uh you know, madagascar as a lot of countries did you know uh, imposed some pretty harsh uh i guess you could say restrictions um which make it very tough to, to operate a mine you know uh as you can imagine um just like our office spaces here in vancouver have been <laughs> empty over the last kind of uh, 24 months you know it's, it's difficult to uh, environment to operate a mine, and so basically they took that time off uh they did some work on the exploration um, you know, did some further kind of work on the on the Met side. So, you know, testing for products that they could uh, further upgrade to. And so, um, you know, they utilized the time as efficiently as they could. Um, but uh, yeah, we, so we'll be keen, though, for them to get uh, back into production here over the next kind of 12 months.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, if they had Australian management, then they weren't allowed out of West Australia, or, or, or <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah so probably you know. locked down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Pro- properly locked down. Um, right. So, sorry, I interrupted. You You were just about to talk about the the lithium um, side of things.
0: Yeah. So uh, our uh, lithium Oche lithium royalty will probably be the next one in our current portfolio to enter production. It's operated by Sayona Mining, yeah, a very large company. I think they're about eight hundred million market cap today. Yeah, we absolutely. Yeah, when we first acquired that royalty. there were about a six million market cap. So, uh, you know, just tell you the, the, the kind of growth that they've seen. Um, they just closed on the acquisition of the Canada Lithium mine, uh, which is the only real producing Lithium mine in Canada. Uh, and essentially the Oche project sits right next door. And so the plan is to actually uh, blend ore from the Oche project to ramp up production at that mine. And so we're, uh, they're kind of looking at doing production uh, from that in 2023, uh, early 2023. And they're going to be releasing the results of a uh, scoping study on that, uh, basically integrating OJ uh to ramp up production of the mine um, very shortly. It should come out in the next kind of uh, few weeks, actually. So, uh,
1: the, the, yeah. Sorry, the, the Sayona stock was uh, suspended today on the 28th of February. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so that I, would probably be it. I went in, um, yeah, it's a pending annou- a resource annou- announcement. So, yeah. Uh,
0: well, they're very busy. I mean, they've been uh, very active trying to build out this lithium hub and go back there. And so, uh, yeah, no, I know that they said end of February. That's why I said the next few weeks. But, uh, you know, timing is everything.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, their, their price performance is extraordinary. At the end of 2020, at the end of twenty twenty, they were trading at 0.006 cents. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and and, and then they came out at 11. Yeah, I mean, they're more than 10 times, and that's down 30% or 40% from the highs.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely crazy what's happened. I mean, look, our, our portfolio is pretty heavy Lithium right now. Lithium prices were up 400% last year. Um, you know, there's a lot of these companies that were, yeah, 5, 10, $20 million companies uh, that we talked to, Lake Resources, we talked to them about, um, you know, probably 12, 18 months ago, they were a 20 million market cap, you know, now they're a billion-dollar company. Uh, there's so there's quite a few of those out there that have uh, you know just seen this incredible growth profile. I mean it, it's an exciting time in this space. It's uh, it's an entirely new market um, in terms of what people think about traditionally for the mining space. Uh, you know I think I think it's long term, so it's it's a pretty exciting time. But that, that OJ Lithium royalty, we're excited about that one. Yeah, you know, that would bring us some lithium, our first lithium royalty cash
1: flow. In um, uh,
0: the near term as can, well.
1: So we're, can I let's let's drill down into OTE a little bit. Um, what what stage is the is the resource?
0: Yeah, so uh, it's a, a DFS, uh, so definitive feasibility study uh, was completed and updated um, over the last couple of years. Uh, it's really about permitting is kind of where they're stuck at at this point. Yeah, you know, the frustrating thing as a, a Canadian company is I can't put DFS uh, and, and and serve those numbers in our presentation. Uh, you know, or even on our press releases because they don't have a NI-43 um, you know, part of the uh, crux of being a public company, but um, they do have a definitive feasibility study on that project. You know, it was updated uh, in 2019, I believe. Um, so, it's recent uh, and the economics are, uh, you know, easily seen on their website. I think the MPV uh, back then was about 120 million, uh, but they were using pricing that was a fraction of where it is today. Yeah, you know, in reality, probably about a third. Um, so yeah, so it's a, you know there's a lot of these projects. We've uh, taken a bet in terms of going hard rock spodumene, uh, eastern Canada. You know because it's a uh, relatively proven technology. Um, you know relatively kind of simple processing, and we like the prospects for permitting over there, especially in Quebec. Um, but uh, so yeah, but yeah, these projects. I mean they're very economical.
1: So I I had a look at the um, OTA DFS on the um, um, Sayona mining website, and I did notice that it was 2019, and that's kind of the metal price has obviously gone uh, yeah. way north, way way north of those figures, which is going to be great. Yes, yes, there's inflation. Yes, there'll be cro- price increases which will eat away your margin at a bit, but the 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 inflation costs are nothing compared to the the metal price changes. <clears> so that's all positive. Um, what I didn't understand or what I couldn't see very easily was the timetable and where they are and whether in the decision-making process I couldn't extract um where it sat relative to the um kind of the central hub um kind of American North American lithium and kind of how that all worked together so I, d- I, d- I don't know if you've got any commentary about how the scheduling is going and where it fits with the timetable where the capital if they've got capital where is it first going to be deployed where is it mm-hmm. second going to be deployed? You know, Just, just some bit of colour, please, on that.
0: Yeah, sure. So, it's really about the permitting, I think. Now, they are going to be, and you said they were halted this morning, so that could have been uh, the news, but they are going to be releasing a, a kind of more detailed engineering study on just exactly how they incorporate OJ and the ore to ramp up production at the mine. I mean, it's funny how things change. I mean, initially, when they were first bidding on acquiring that mine, you know, essentially that mine, uh, the Canada Lithium mine, was not working out. Uh, Partially because of the ore body that they had there. And so you kind of needed more ore. And uh, these guys had the only project, you know, really in town right next to it. Uh, So, you know, it was always going to be kind of critical, you know, initially now where lithium prices have gone over this last year, you know, you could probably uh, uh, start production up at that mine and, and, you know, maybe make a better go of it. Uh, Lithium prices are up 400%. You know, so, uh, but ultimately, uh, this, this Oche project is going to be kind of critical to the uh, ramp up at the mine. Um, in, at least in the near term, and that will be their focus. That's been their stated focus, you know, pretty much since the beginning. Um, so you're gonna get more details on that uh, probably even the next week here or even today, you know, if they're releasing that today uh, in terms of the actual engineering plans and, and design. Uh, but I know that the timing is really on on permitting. So, you know, they were hoping to, to kind of have that out of the way this year. Um, and we're initially kind of targeting early 2023, uh, you know, potentially for production uh, for Moche.
1: And could it, I mean, just, just the way that these things could be configured, they might um, be able to restart the old mine while they're doing the permits for, for OTA. So, yeah. you know, it, uh, that could be a kind of a simpler route back into production. And then, I mean, is it, is it First Nations? Is it water? Is it environmental? You know, what, what are they?
0: Well, it's, uh, I, I think uh, there's probably some First Nations uh, involved with it. I haven't done a super deep dive on the permitting, but it's, you know, definitely always a part of it. I haven't seen any issues around water, so you know I think we're pretty clear on that. Uh, but it's just a you know, permitting is a process, uh, and you know, as, as great a place as Canada is, uh, you know, permitting it can be a nightmare sometimes. Uh, you oh. know, and and so it's it's good that we're uh, you know we make sure that everything is done properly, but it just takes time. Um, you can't speed up permitting, you know.
1: You can't speed up permitting, um, and uh, I, I know all about that—a lifetime in exploration geology. <laughs> you, can, you can't, you can't speed up permitting. Um, well, if you can, there's normally something wrong. Um, um, but yeah, no, to do a job properly, it takes time. Um, yeah, but, there, but there hasn't
0: been any issues like you've had down in in the states, uh, you know, with Thacker Pass or or um, you know some of those uh, big big lithium projects in Nevada there. Uh, there hasn't been any issues like that so we're not expecting um you know anything to kind of come up uh, quebec is a great place you know uh, if you had to choose between uh, within canada i think quebec's a great jurisdiction uh you know, oh, to get,
1: yeah you know. yeah i totally agree and uh deep energy and um lots of hydropower
0: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah no good 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 story um right so um We've probably got time for another one or two uh, royalties, kind of, this is like a, kind of a magical mystery tour. What's coming yeah. next?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, I'd say Biscuit Creek is probably our next most advanced uh, royalty. Um, it's pretty much construction stage. Uh, you know, they need an offtake agreement and project financing and, and they'd be off to the, uh, off to the races. Uh, that company, Northern Graphite, has actually just closed an acquisition to become the third largest graphite producer outside of China. Um, and that's big for a couple of reasons. It was all, it was always a, a kind of an old boys club, right? Uh, the graphite space and the offtake space. It was very very uh, controlled by you know kind of a few groups out there. And so they've acquired this operating business from Immers. And as part of that, they've gotten all of the offtake contracts, all of the um, you know relationships that they have built up in that space over the last you know kind of ten years. And so their plan is to really leverage uh, that new base um, and production and cash flow. Uh, to put Bisset Creek into production. Um, so I think that gives it, you know, definitely a, a, a strong kind of, uh, you know, win for it. Um, and so, you know, we could see optic announcement this year and project financing this year. Uh, it's about an 18 month construction time. Um, and, uh, you know, there we're expecting our current royalty to pay off about a million bucks a year, US uh, annually. Uh, they have about 70 years resources. So it'll be a, definitely a long life operation. Uh, but we also have the option actually to increase that royalty by 50%. And uh, we can actually execute that option uh, by paying partially in shares with electric royalties. So, um, yeah, so so we're we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, go back. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, Bissett Creek is where? It's in Ontario. It's about 15 hours uh, uh, distance from uh, the largest kicker factory coming up under construction in the U.S. Um, It's a uh, relatively simple project. CapEx is pretty manageable, around $120 Um, it's got a low strip ratio, very good uh, flake, uh, jumbo flake, very large, um, you know, on the on the higher end, uh, and uh, so they, yeah, that project's been sitting there for for a number of years, but I think uh, now is definitely the time, um, you know, and they have the right group there
1: uh, to take it forward. And who's who's operating it? Uh, Northern Graphite. Northern Graphite. My, my um, concern about graphite companies always has been. the the product and the commercial and the offtake. So uh, it's it's music to my ears to hear that they've bought them the marketing department or the kind of the the graphite division of, of Emerus.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the big thing. It is graphite. uh, It is all about the offtake and you can't get debt financing unless you have offtake, which means you're not putting that mine into production. Um, (laughs) You know, that's going to be in a a way for shareholders. So yeah, no, I think it's a a transformational, uh, you know, deal for them. And, and, you know, we're always excited to see our operators, um, you know, get, having success and, and getting bigger because that means they have you know more capability to to help grow assets.
1: What's the market capitalization of uh, Northern Graphite? Uh, I
0: believe it's around uh, 60 70 million somewhere in there. Um, but they are uh, have been in the middle of financing, so that could be a little bit different at this point. Um, they just closed this transformational acquisition. And they're just working on the final pieces of it. They have a fifty million dollar package from Sprott uh to, to as part of that acquisition so um but it's uh but yeah we're excited i mean they um uh, they would like to leverage that as i said that base that they built uh to really build out uh you know Bissett creek as a, a a new
1: flagship but that'll be their flagship so that'll be their most advanced project and that'll be the one that they'll want to do project finance on get the off take on and, and build yeah okay so um there you go well how exciting um that's probably enough for now, isn't it? Unless you've got another banger you're going to suddenly drop in there.
0: Well, we, we, we have a couple in our portfolio, honestly, but I'll just, I'll, I'll go for one more. Uh, our Manganese royalty, uh, Battery Hill royalty, they're expecting uh, the PA out here uh, in the next you know, month or so. Um, that, I think what is so cool about these projects is that they're, they're very economical. Um, you know, if you look at, uh, there's only a few of these developers out there. Uh, Battery Hill is the only Manganese district really in North America. Uh, being developed for the EV space, you know, all of North America. Uh, and there's only a few of these projects out there. You know, there's a group in Botswana, uh, there's a group in Europe, but it's more of a, a kind of t- tailor's retreatment. There's a group in Australia, but not very many of these assets out there where it does look like uh, manganese deposit amenable for, for uh, the EV space. But Guyani uh, in uh, Botswana, they had a 450 million MPV off a 1 million ton resource, right? The guys at Battery Hill, uh, Manganese X, uh, they've got about 60 million tons. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be exciting. I, I mean, we're expecting that royalty is going to look something like it pays five to six million U.S. a year annually, um, you know, looking at something like a 35 to 40 year mine life. And uh, and I don't think the market realized that quite frankly, just yet. But, you know, super economical deposit, um, the PEA should be very exciting. That's going to be out very soon. Now, PEA might sound like it's early stage. Uh, the metallurgy, which is always the most complicated piece of this, especially Talking about battery metal space, you know they've been working with Cameco on this for three years. So I would, I would basically call the metallurgy done. You know, at this point, they've just done their third final uh, testing. Uh, They've proved out the recoveries. Uh, They've got a very good um, uh, process put together from an ESG perspective. So the metallurgy is much more advanced. So I would not be surprised to see this uh, fast tracked uh, to feasibility much quicker than people uh, would think. But we're very excited about that one. I mean, that's a company maker. Yeah, once in production, it's got that long mine life. It's you know kind of one of a kind, right? Um,
1: so that, that'll be very who's, exciting. Who's the operator of Battery Hill?
0: Manganese X.
1: Manganese X. Um, and what's their market cap?
0: Ah, uh, they were as high as about 100 million earlier this year, but they've been beaten down. I think they're around 35, 40 million. Um, hmm. They're definitely undervalued relative to the other you know a few peers that they have out there in the space, but. Part of that's the, the getting the economics out. You know, the Australian groups, you know, they're good at marketing, getting that out. Uh, you know, the guys in Ghana did a pretty good job at that as well. So I think I think people are going to be blown away when they see the just the economics on this project um, and realize really what what is there because uh, it's not very apparent, I think, to most people right now.
1: And it's grade okay. I mean, the sixty million tons sounds okay.
0: Yeah, no, the grade is uh, the grade's just fine. I mean, and uh, they don't have any of the uh, impurities really that you don't want to see. Um, and, you know, it's a bit lower grade than the, the guys in Botswana, but it's, it's uh, uh, much bigger. <laughs> so you got much better economies of
1: scale. Okay. Well, that's, I, I, I didn't, when I was looking at your list of royalties, I didn't get down as far as that one. So I'll have to go and do some rootling around. Um, well, but That's the thing about having
0: 18 assets, you know, it, is, yeah. it does take people a little while to kind of you know, realize everything that we have. But, uh, you know, we've got a couple more lithium assets that, uh, quite frankly, are going to look just like OJ. Uh, we're expecting that those will probably have economics come out this year. Um, yeah, 40 million was raised uh, to invest just in Seymour Lake and uh, our cancer royalties, uh, November 2021. So just uh, very end of last year. So those those are actively moving forward as well. We have you know people working and drilling on our nickel asset, our our copper asset in Australia. Um, there's a drill program on our Chubb lithium asset in and around that uh, Canadian uh, lithium mine. So you know we got lots of uh, catalysts coming across the board this year. We're excited for people to. Uh, wake up and, and realize what we have here.
1: If you have a 1% royalty on a project, what do you translate that to in an equity state? Because I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor.
0: Well, okay. Well, that's a good question uh, because you know, we, we look at it uh, just from the point of view of uh, argument in terms of valuation, right? Back to a company. Uh, it, it's tough, right? Because a royalty, uh, especially in the jurisdictions where we're targeting, where we can actually tie that to the project. You know, so that means uh, it costs us nothing to hold it, right? So it's kind of uh, for a long time, uh, zero cost. Uh, and we actually are, uh, if the owner loses the project, you know, they take on debt at the wrong time or royalty is actually going to survive because we can actually tie it to the project. So it's got some, you know, added benefits to it that uh, are a little bit more, uh, you know, difficult to kind of translate. The other cool thing about royalties, right? Is if you think about all the equity investors that have ever gone into the mining space, how few companies actually pay out cash flow back to them right you know so they've never really had that access to actually have the cash flow you know whereas a royalty is exactly that um, you know so it's it's uh, a little bit different on the rights right, right? Uh, especially around cash flow but it's a good question you know um, ultimately a, a project you know let's say that traditionally could only ever fit maybe a you know, 3 4 5% royalty so you have to also kind of take that into account but know one percent for ten percent if i had to ballpark it you know something like that uh would probably be you know kind of a rough starting place but it would be it would depend really on on each circumstance um you know as you go it's It's a good question though
1: uh that's that's interesting because if you um I've, i've i've seen um in fact, there's a retail investor from Crux uh who has done some analysis on that. And he his figures are one percent to thirteen uh, percent. you know, if you look at the 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 margins of the of the um resources sector over time, the be- a,
0: a pretty good ballpark then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's that's that's interesting to know. I appreciate that.
1: Good. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting that your that your take, your instinctive feel is kind of one um, percent is ten um, percent of the project. Um, that's 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 interesting in itself, because I mean, I was um, brought up on the old rule of thumb that one percent is three percent. You know, one percent royalty is three percent of the equity, but it's I, I I've seen that time and time again. It's much more valuable than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's there's those different rights, right, where you do have a right directly to the cash flow, and you know, where you can actually tie that to the project. And there are no holding costs. That's the great part about it. Um, you know, a, a continual appreciation just grows. You know, when we have people investing all this money in our assets, it costs us nothing, right? You know, we're not doing the development costs. We're not doing the capital costs. Uh, you know, there's no risk there for us. Uh, we're not even spending our time, you know, on it really, right? Uh, so it's just uh, an incredible kind of you know growth as as you move forward. Um, you know, like, like I said, those 10, that 10% equity stake, those guys are going to be diluted at all those points, is right? Um, as they move along the project as well. down to such a point where there probably is one to three percent by the end you know you'd have to talk about equity when they're finished raising the money or you know uh uh through the development stage i think would be interesting to talk about too
1: yeah 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 no absolutely um great well thank you so much for your time um i understand the company much better and i'm gonna have to go down and root around the the remaining uh 13 or so projects that i didn't cover
0: (laughs) no i appreciate it really it was a pleasure to meet you today and uh I'm sure we'll have another conversation here in the near future.
1: Yeah, great. I look forward to it. Thanks for your time. Awesome.
0: Cheers.